Hey team, this is Wayne Smith and this is the Olympia Boxing Podcast. Hope you've had a great week and I hope you had a chance to listen to last week's podcast with a former world champion, Billy Schwer. It was great to tell his story and have a great chat with him on our podcast. And um, it was great to see how boxing has shaped him as a person and, and the benefits that it brought to him in his life. So I'm super, super excited that this week we've got another British boxing legend on, on our show. And uh, this week is former British and European and WBC welterweight champion, John H. Stracy. Now John is, um, everyone in boxing knows he's an absolute legend. Like he, he holds, he's got one, he's best known for, he, one of the best wins on away soil. Where he traveled over to Mexico City to take on the great Cuban, Jose Napoles, to win the WBC championship of the world. John does great things in boxing still. Uh, today with Ringside Rest and Care, he's Cabaret Act, he's always at the International Boxing Hall of Fame and hanging around with the legends that we all know. And uh, so yeah, please get yourself a cup of tea, sit back and listen to this story. It's a great story talking about from the beginning all the way through and the legends that he hangs out with. So uh, yeah, let's talk some boxing. Enjoy the show. Hey John, how you doing buddy? Very well, thank you Wayne, lovely, yeah, all good. Good to speak to you mate, thank you for coming on the podcast, and great to no see you. Excellent, you've taught me a little bit of technology, you've forced me to get the Zoom sessions on, so it's great to see you face to face as well, which is better. Oh, it's lovely, lovely to talk to you this morning. Yeah, good, how, how's uh, Kathy Jane, she okay as well? Kathy Jane's fantastic mate, she, she looks Brilliant. great. And, good, um, excellent. Right, that's the main thing. You've been doing all right during the lockdown, yeah? Well, you know, what, what is there to do? We're, we're sort of restricted to quite a bit, but hopefully, well, the, the problem is this weekend is, is, is where it could all have gone up again, you know, we don't know. But yeah. um, if we can come out of lockdown a little bit and then just try and gradually get into things, then we should be okay. But, you know, it depends how people are reacting. And at the moment, People are being so stupid, you know, down in London and Birmingham yeah. and places like that, wherever these uh, mass gatherings people are going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, fully agree, mate. Fully agree. Let's hope that hope we don't get another rise and that we can get through this, and then we can all try and get back to a little bit of normality. Absolutely, absolutely right. I hope so. Yeah, fingers crossed. Okay then, mate. So, um, obviously, got got you on here. Like as you know, like I do a weekly podcast. Um, just talking about like I'm just a boxing coach. Happy to talk about boxing and love getting uh, speaking to legends like you and uh, and talking about your journey and what boxing's done for you because that's what um, the Olympia Boxing Podcast is all about. Like what it's done yeah. for you and anything like that. So this start from the beginning, John. Yeah. So let's start right at the beginning. Um, I'm assuming as a as a Bethnal Green lad, you were you were at the Repton, wasn't you? I started at the Repton, yes, mm. I did, yeah. Um, the reason I started was as a young lad, I, I wasn't a, a very big boy, you know. When I when I left school, I was only like seven stone seven, mm. and uh, I wasn't big, you know. And and so as consequently, when I was eight, nine, ten, I used to get picked on, and you know, and and then I'd fight back, and and but you know what? Wayne, I've never ever started on anyone before they've started on me. Just finished the job. Yeah, only in the <laughs> ring, not outside the ring. Only in the ring. And so, 
Yeah. We'd, we'd play football and we'd, you know, in, in our buildings where we lived by the Blind Beggar, the famous Blind Beggar pub. Yeah. And then uh, we'd have fights and they'd pick on me because I was small, but I could go bang, bang, bang. And then in the end, because I was getting so much trouble like that, me, me dad said, look, you're always fighting. He said, I'm, I'm going to take you to a boxing club. He said, then calm you down. You know, you can, you can box in, let it out that way. And I just went along with, yeah, all right, dad. Yeah, yeah, that do. And of course, when I went, it was like, wow, you know, it was, yeah. it was unbelievable. So, and from that day, for the next 16 years, I never gave up boxing. It was, it was my one, one uh, a beautiful time for me. So I was very, very happy to do that. And that's where he was, and that's where it all started for you. It's, it's, a, it's a great club. It's still a great club today as well. Oh, fantastic club. Yeah. So um, I've, I noticed that you, you won the 1969 ABAs, didn't you? Yes. Like well, yes, sir. Did you yes. win any schoolboy juniors or I youth won, titles? I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what I did. 1964, now this is fun. I lost in, this, in the final <clears throat> of the <clears throat> National Association of Boys Clubs. Yeah, schoolboy, you know, the schoolboy finals. Um, and I lost on points, and then I was six down two. Then, and then when I was six down <laughs> ten the next year, I won them. Yeah, I won the schoolboys, the um, the national title. Yeah, and I was too. and I was six down ten, and then the next year, I won the schoolboy, uh, sorry, I won the junior ABAs and the NABC finals mm -hmm. style award as well so i'd won but altogether i'd won five national titles out of seven i was a finalist and semi-finalist in the other two yeah so, cool. plus i boxed in the olympic games as well so yeah i did the whole lot as an amateur yeah do you, do you know roughly how many bouts you had as an amateur probably about 130 i was think it? i lost yeah. about 16 something like that yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, did you do a lot of, I know obviously I was just going to get on to the Olympics in 1968, um, but did you do a lot of international boxing apart from the Olympics as well? No, not international because what it was, Wayne, I turned pro when I was 18, almost 19. So hmm. I didn't have that um, international experience. Yeah, yeah. My, my first fight was uh, as a, as a, a international was in the olympics was it really was yeah, it yeah yeah first time i'd ever come about yeah. then. you were just selected yeah. and sent yeah well i i, I uh yeah i I'd done i done well that year in the abas and then i got picked as a lightweight representative and sent um, you. and it was it i tell you what the olympics there was fantastic and yeah. uh, it was just amazing in, in mexico city yeah, so it was Mexico City where the it Olympics was. Mexico City, yeah. And that's where you went back to to yeah. make your, your well, the, the amazing, the amazing thing is, so I've been told that I am the only boxer in the world ever to partake in boxing in the Olympics in Mexico and to go back and win the world win title. The world title. Yeah, that's what in the same done. city, no one's ever done that. Yeah, yeah. So so as as abroad, mm. you know. So what do, you, what do you remember about the Olympics? What oh, you everything, mate, everything. Well, I'll tell you, it, it was amazing. I mean, our gold medalist was Chris Finnegan. Chris Finnegan won the gold medal. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You've told um, me. One, of my, one of my friends who I boxed as a kid with, Mickey Carter, he was our bantamweight representative. He was very unlucky. He, he, should, he could have gone on to win a gold. Um, but he was an amazing fighter. 
And, you know, we, it, it was so fantastic. I, I lost to a guy. Well, I won the first fight against this, this fella um, from Canada. I'm just trying to think of his name, uh, Mark, someone it was. Anyway, anyway I, I, it's a long while ago. Um, and I just, I just won on a 3-2 decision. And I tell you what, mate, he can half punch. Yeah, he, yeah. Oh, blimey. He, he, he bat, you know, we had a real ding-dong. And then three days later, I'm fighting a guy called Ronnie Harris. Now, Ronnie Harris was the representative of America, you know, the American boxing. And him and George Foreman won the gold medals. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, true. I got beat in the, in the next round. Yeah, you but lost the gold medals, didn't you? Yeah, but this was the thing. This is where it was tremendous for me. Because I was the only one to take a decision off him. I lost on a majority. Oh, okay. And he beat everybody else unanimous. Unanimous, not yeah. Only, not only did he win the gold medal, but he went on to win what they call the Val Barker, best boxer of the whole of the games. Wow. So I lost to the guy who was the greatest fighter on earth at that time. Yeah, and I was 18 yeah. years and three weeks old. Yeah. <laughs> it's not bad, is it? You beat him as well. And, <laughs> and I took a decision off him. Yeah, you know, so you took a decision off him. Yeah, and then the next year, of course, I won the ABAs. Um, and then I just turned professional. I'd, I had a couple of international fights. Yeah. I boxed against Scotland and won that. And I boxed against, I think, Ireland. Um, and then a box for London and the Southern, uh, the the um, um, East London counties and and all, all those things like that. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, what it was as a kid, I, I used to dream of of boxing and being a world champion. So I wanted to be a, a professional as quick as I could. Mm -hmm. And I won I won the ABAs and I just thought well, I go and turn pro, which I did. And and I had my first fight five days before my nineteenth birthday. Was it really? Was yeah, it? Yeah, your oh, call. Who, who did you turn over with? Terry Lawless. It was Terry Lawless, was it? Yeah, yeah. And he, yeah, was, was, he was like the governor of boxing back then, wasn't he? Well, yeah, I was his first world champion. Right. And, um, you know, he had some great fighters. I mean, Ralph Charles was, was a great fighter. He was a British champion. Jimmy Anderson. Then he had John L. Gardner, people like that. Um, he also, did you know he signed Joe Kawasaki as well? Later yes. days, yeah, yeah, Frank, yeah. Joe uh, Frank Bruno, he had as well. Yeah, so, uh, did, so did we had, we had a wealth of experience. Yeah, where did you train? Where was it above Canning Town? Was it above one of the pubs? It was called the Royal Oak, yeah, yeah, it was a Royal Oak, yeah, 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 that's what I was wondering, yeah, if it was, yeah. So, that's no, what it was. Do you know, in them days, the old pubs they were fantastic because you, you, when you went into uh, like, like the Thomas a Beckett. Mm. It had a feel about it. It had this awesome feel about it. And the fighters that have been there previous, when you go into these kind of gyms, is, is phenomenal. So yeah. you always look around, you see photos of them, and, and, you, and you, you sort of feel you're in a really good place. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I've never, been, I've never been to the. I've never seen the Royal. Is the Royal Oak still there in Canning Town, or is no? It I think there? the pub might still be there, but the gym's not. There. No, I know the gym. Yeah, I know the gym's not there. I didn't know if the pub was still standing. I, or I would not. say the pub would still be there, but it probably wouldn't be a pub no more. Yeah, no, because the Thomas Abeck, it's like a. I think it's a Thai restaurant now or something yeah. like that. I've, yeah, I've been past sure. that a couple of times and stood outside it and thought, wow, like the, the history of boxing that was up in upstairs. There. Yeah, it was unbelievable, but I'd never uh, been in it. But, um, it's awesome, yeah. yeah, I bet you've got some fond memories of that. Man. Yeah, I've yeah. had some good sparring sessions in there. Yeah, I bet, you. I bet there was some blood spilt in them walls, wasn't there? <laughs> <laughs> no, we had some good sessions. We had some good times. I mean, I was at the Royal Oak for nine years. Was you really? Yeah. So it was a long while, you know. And um, as I say, people like John Elgar and Jimmy Batten, we used to spar a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Ralph Charles was the British welterweight champion Jimmy Anderson featherweight um, Vernon Solis came along a bit later yeah Morris Hope who uh, we boxed with when I was a kid at Repton and then he came over to uh, yeah. Cannon Town so, so it was a wealth of fighters so how, how did it work when you were training there like obviously you used to go down there in the mornings I suppose did you train in the mornings no, and no, no. We, we do our running in the morning. Do you run in in the morning? And yeah. then from about half past three, we'd get there mm-hmm. and, and finish probably about six o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Five, six o'clock. And, and doing, you know, all your sparring. We used to spar sometimes six, eight rounds of sparring a night. Yeah. Um, leading up to fights, obviously. And doing all our training there. And then in the morning, I'd be over at Victoria Park in Bethnal Green. Doing me three, four, five mile run. Yeah. Um, you know, every, every single day. And we did that for six, eight weeks at the time. Yeah, yeah. So it was a lot, a lot of spar. I mean, you know, when, when people say you have a lot of fights, I had 51 pro fights. But forget that. It's all the okay. sessions you're having yeah. of training, which is the hard part of the sparring. I mean, yeah. we used to spar for a fight, especially a title fight. We used to actually do 15 rounds then. Yeah. And so we'd have to, before we boxed a 15-rounder, and I boxed seven 15-rounders, we'd have to do a 15-round fight in the gym. Yeah. So I'd have three or four f- boxers come in from different places, and they would, you know, fight four rounds, four rounds, four rounds, three rounds. So they're fresh every time. They're fresh. You're up it all the time. Yeah. Now, we used to do that six, seven, eight weeks before the fight. Yeah. So you imagine the, the sparring rounds you're doing the before rounds you've done, you're doing yeah. your own 10 rounds yeah. or 8 rounds or 15 rounds, 12 rounds. Yeah, yeah. There's so much difference, you know, and, and, and all the time, you know, I, I hate to say it, but you, you don't, we didn't have wars in our gym. I, I'll give Lawless his due, he wouldn't do that. But you're still sparring and hitting each other. You know, you'd be doing something like 150 rounds before you had a 10-round fight or an 8-round yeah. fight. Well, yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of lot of uh, work goes in. A lot of hard graft and everything, isn't yeah. it? No, no, it sounds like amazing times. I bet you, it, would you do it all over again, though, wouldn't you? I would do, yeah. yeah. Especially today. I mean, it's it's just you 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 can earn so much money today. And yeah. don't get me wrong, it's not all about money because no. I actually, when I boxed, I never ever boxed for money. I know that it's your professional and you're earning money. But, you know, if anyone would have said to me, you're fighting for the world title, but you're not getting nothing, I'd have gone, yeah, okay, that's no problem. Yeah, no, that's right, yeah. Because that's yeah. what you want to win. You want to win titles. You want to be somebody. 
and um, that's what it's all about. Obviously, now the money comes so much as to what it used to be. Like all sports now, it's all changed. Um, we didn't get that kind of money. No. But um, I don't begrudge money to professional boxers. No, neither do I. I've seen them. Wayne, I've seen, you know, I go to the, I'm a WBC Hall of Famer. And I go to the um, conventions at WBC. We go all over the world. And I see some of the boxers who go there. And they've, you know, you can see the fights they've had, the, the way they talk. Um, some of them are injured. You know, people who really get hurt. Yeah. And it's, it's not nice to see sometimes. No. It's not nice to see. But that's the way it is and, and we've got to respect that, you know. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm all for that when people are saying like, oh, about the greed and, and the amount of money that some of these boxers yeah. are making. I think they deserve every penny that they get. They're the ones in there, aren't they? Well, you know, i tell you what makes me laugh and you'll understand this. When people, you know, you, you meet people and you talk to them, they go, and I say, uh, talk about boxing. Then they come out and they go, oh, yeah, that, that Anthony Joshua, he got um, 80... Uh, uh, something like 70 odd million dollars or right, the fight I'd, I'd do that tomorrow yeah. and I think oh yeah well all right we'll we'll go back go back 10 years go yeah. in the gym for 10 years then go yeah. and be a pro for five years and then go and do it yeah, yeah. they took so much crap yeah, excuse my name it. so stupid yeah. you know and it's and, and it makes me laugh and I think I'll go away I don't want to talk to you That's they it, just don't, don't understand they don't get it do they they don't get it they, they think it's just it. no, one no. fight they think it's that I one know. fight they don't yeah. think oh, I'll do that for that hours and, and, yeah. and, and everything that they've given up like exactly like given up in their life like the yeah. uh, socially and everything just for that that moment yeah that's what they're rewarding. and, I, and yeah. I always say when they say to me and I go well I'll tell you what do, do the 130 fights that I did as amateur mm. then do the 51 pro fights I did as an amateur then fight for 16 years and then see how you go yeah and, that, and I go oh uh, 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 you know and, and they're standing there as fat as hell anyway, so they've got no chance. <laughs> but it is, but as you say, Mark, uh, Wayne, it is funny. And, and but, you know, boxing, it, I, as I say, I go to the uh, WBC conventions and I meet them all there and, and it's fantastic to see all the old faces there. Yeah, know. no, I love it. So I talked to you about the, the Boxing Hall of Fame, don't I? You go there every year and I, I am definitely, like 110% I'm coming next year. I was going to come this year, but obviously all this happened, but I'm definitely coming next year without a yeah. doubt. I yeah, you've got to do that. Yeah, the, the stuff that you've told me about, like going there before, I've, I've 100% got Fantastic. to get over there. I want to do that. So, like going back to, so when you was a pro, was you a full-time pro as well? Didn't have a job? No, not until, not until about 1972. Um, I've turned pro 69. Yeah. And I worked, but what it was, when I left school, I went to the stock exchange as a messenger. Mm -hmm. You there, John? We're frozen. You back, John? Working down the East End, doing all different things, working for companies. And then I turned, then I, I went full time about 1972, around the British title time. Yeah. And then yeah. I went full time after that. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so I've seen, um, so when I look down like for your record now, like your debut was 17th September 69. That's it. 
against Santos Martins, and he yeah. two, didn't he? Beat him in two. I know it was at your call that. Yeah, yeah. How, how many times? You, well, without like looking down your pro record, um, you boxed your your call and the Albert Hall were like your home, weren't they? Well, yeah. Do, do you know what? There's only one person who's fought more than me as a pro at the Albert Hall than than I did, and that's a guy called Johnny Clark who's a bantamweight yeah. champion. Really? And he fought 26 times. Wow. I fought 24 times at the Albert Hall as a pro. Is that how many times? Yeah, because when I looked I down, because I, I was going to count, and then I thought, bloody, I can't even count. There's so many of them. Like, but, yeah, but it looked 24. Like, yeah. 24, but it would have been 25, but one of the fights was cancelled because I got uh, appendicitis. Oh, did you? Yeah, oh, oh, did it would have been 25. But, yeah, me and Johnny Clark hold the record. And it's amazing. I think your call, I probably fought half a dozen times, maybe. Oh, OK. Yeah. I'm Did you know sure. Box Hill not eight, as an amateur, though? Because Repton must have used that, didn't they? Is their home I trip? was there. Oh, I must have had. If you're looking around 145, I probably had 50 there, 45, yeah, 50 yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, it was our local um, place, you know. Um, yeah. Repton was just 300 yards, 200 yards from, the, from your call. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a shame, isn't it, that the Albert Hall's not used as much now. Like I went there, no, no. I went there July last year. It was, I think, it was a friend of mine had his debut on the Frank Warren card there. Yeah, and um, and uh, went along and watched him. And that's like, I think, in the last, I don't know how many years, but I can only remember a couple of times they've been at the Royal Albert Hall now. Like that yeah. used to be, like you say, like yours, twenty twenty. Oh. Times it should have. It's a cracking I, venue, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And do you know what's nice about it, Wayne? Is is it's round. It's a round yeah. building, yeah. so you can see from every angle. Every angle, yeah, that's right. You know that's what, what I, mean? I say about the York Hall as well. Like some people, uh, people say to me, "Oh, where, where are you going to sit in the York Hall?" I said, "I go up on the balcony." I said, "Like yeah. you can see everywhere." I said, "The worst that I find the worst seat in the house in York Hall is on the floor." Like, absolutely. Like, when you walk in because you've got people standing in front of you. you get up on that. I balcony. know. Did, did you know with your call, when you when you box in and you go in the corner, you look up and they're, they're only a few feet from yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they spit on you if they wanted, couldn't they? And let me tell you one quick thing about your call. Um, when I was an amateur and, yeah. and when I won the ABAs in 69, when I, the year I turned pro, I boxed a fella um, from Barking. His name was Graham Mountain. The Graham Mountain ended up Boxing in Olympics, I think, in 76 for Repton. Yeah. But I was boxing him from Repton at the time. He was with Barking Amateur Boxing Club. Yeah. And it was one of them fights. It was either me or him was obviously going to win, to, to win the title. It was That's how they were saying. And when we got to our fight in the final of the, of the uh, divisionals at York Hall, this is absolutely true. It's never happened before. They closed the bar in York Hall, and there wasn't one person in the bar standing, you know, sorry, one person sitting in the bar. Everyone come out of the bar, came and they the closed the bar up. Yeah. Because of the fight, the magnanimous fight. Because they wanted to see and, it, yeah. Yeah, so, and, and it was, it's always been that way, you know, and people say, oh, I'll never forget that, and that was, they say it was probably one of the greatest fights ever at York Hall. And I beat him, obviously, because I went through to win the finals in yeah. the NBA. But Graham and me were still friends. We still talked to each other. 
yeah. And he's an amateur trainer, and he, and he does so much for boxing. Yeah. And you know, I hope he's listening to us to say hi to Graham. But we are, you know, it was one of these fights where who's going to win, Stracey or Mountain? And because I beat him, I knocked him yeah. down as well. It's the first one ever to knock him down. Or, was it? You know, and he, he was one of these guys who had about 300 amateur fights. Wow. Because he, he never turned pro, Graham. But you know what? I've got so much respect for him. I hope he's watching this or someone to tell him. And I love Graham Matt and one of my favourite friends. And when we was in the schoolboys, he won three consecutive. He had won three consecutive. But I was in my first final. Yeah. And I got beat at 6 2 When we were coming back on the train, this is 1964, bear in mind, he put his arm around me and he said to me, unlucky, son. He said, that was so unlucky. He said, but I'll tell you what, John, he said, you'll win them next year. And I did. And I never forgot that. And when <laughs> I boxed him, I didn't want to fight him because yeah. I felt, but of course you have to. You have to, yeah. And and we're great it. friends. And that's the marvellous thing about boxing. We are yeah. still great friends. And whenever I see him, I've got so much respect for that man. And I yeah. put my arm around him, we cuddle. And we always say, oh, great days, you know. So yeah, oh no, fantastic. He went to my old club. He went to Repton. So yeah, yeah, no, oh, that's brilliant. And it's great to hear that you've got them great, them great friendships still. And oh, always have in boxing. You, you, ne they're never lost because we we've done so much in our time. Yeah, from kids upwards. You know, I started eleven and a half, and I've met these guys all the way through. Graham was like thirteen and a half, fourteen. And, yeah. And, now, now we're reaching the age of 70, 71, 72. So it's a lifetime of memories and people we know. Yeah, of course, yeah. And that's the great thing. I'm getting my book out this year, so you Oh, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, looking forward to it, mate. Looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, it's going to be good as well. I know, yeah. you know, I'm not saying it for any other reason, but there's so much, you know, in there. It's going to be amazing. So, yeah, cool. Um, a lot, Have lot you finished writing it yet? Or? Well, it's, it's been... <clears throat> Yeah, I've I've still got to edit. <clears throat> Excuse me, I've still got to edit it first. Yeah. One, you know, it, I, th I think by about October, You'll November, be... it should be up and running, and oh, hopefully. Oh, brilliant, mate! Brilliant, excellent. Uh, yeah, the, the Christmas number one seller, mate. Christmas. No, I hope so. <laughs> a lot of good stories in it, anyway. Yeah, sure, I bet there is. I look forward to reading it. Definitely, yeah. Hundred percent. So what? Um, so looking at your career, you had 27 bouts as education before you had a British title shot, didn't you? 27 yes. 27 bouts, I counted. The um, yes. and that was ch challenging for the British against Bobby Arthur. That's right, Bobby. Yeah. And you were disqualified. Yeah, it was a bit of a joke, really, Wayne. What What happened? Um, I, I was winning the first six rounds easy, and you know, I was yeah. winning. And then in the seventh round, I came out. And I caught him with a left uh, underneath, you know, left uh, right on the waistline of his yeah. hand. And um, he went down and the referee's counting him like one, two, three. And he just stayed down, rolling, wouldn't get up. Yeah. And uh, I looked, I'm going like that, like what the hell's happening here? And what they, the East Corner man, uh, um, I think it was Al Phillips, shouting out, he's hit him up the, oh no, uh, Sam, uh, Bert McCarthy shouting out, he's hit him up the, you know, beat. Yeah. Uh, but I hadn't. I caught him right on the waistline. He was on the waistline. And then then the referee he tried to say, I hit him on the break. And I never hit him on the break either. So that's a demand. Yeah. demanded a return straight away. Yeah, you stopped him, so didn't it? Was one of them, it was one of them fights where, 
you know, the first six rounds comfortable. It would have been a matter of time before I stopped him. Yeah, because you stopped him. I, I wasn't disqualified, and you have to take it on the chin. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah uh, no, I wondered why that was, because I noticed when you had the return straight away, you stopped him in four, didn't you? I knocked him out in four rounds, yeah. Mm, mm. Yeah, it was... Um, yeah, but you know, this is an amazing thing because we all, sometimes we, when we're young and you're boxing, you can argue with people or you, you can have an opponent you don't like and for years you'll go like that. But you know what? Me and Bobby are actually friends. We still actually talk oh, yeah. on the phone. Yeah, and and I, have, I, I used to have, a, well, up until this year, I used to have my own golf classic, John H. Tracy golf classic. And he plays in it. He plays in it, does he? Yeah. He plays in it. So... You know, people think that, oh, you've got this derogatory, uh, you know, you don't like him and these things happen. But over the years, you, it all repairs. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You become friends. And the reason you become friends is you've had your career and you start thinking of what you did and who you box and how you did it and how, how you come from this to there. And and everything, you know, you and, and then when you finish boxing, you don't want to fight again. You no. don't want to start... Saying, "Oh, I'm going to return and do this," and no, that's right. You know, yeah. and then as you get older, yeah, and so it, it, you, your whole life takes a different meaning. And it, but I've got great, great friends in all walks of life. But boxing is fantastic. Boxers yeah. are great. It's a, yeah, so it, it's safe to say, yeah, isn't it? What boxing done for your life? It's safe to say oh. you can you can see. Don't even have to ask you the question. You can hear it in your yeah. voice. What the sport done for your life? As oh, in, you know, it shapes you as a yeah. person. It's, um, and, and, and do you know what? In our day, you didn't earn a great deal of money. I mean, you know, you, you didn't earn a fortune. Not like today, where you're getting pay per view. Mm. You're getting you you know you're getting sponsored. You're getting Things given to you, um, you, you, you know, so much money around today as it was to us. Yeah. But you did it because you wanted to be something, to win something. Yeah. That's all yeah. it is. You know, you want to turn your life around a little bit. And it's not necessary to say, oh, I want to buy a big house. I want, I want 100 million pounds. It's nothing to do with that. When I boxed, I did not box for money. No. And no. in that day, you didn't get a great deal of money anyway. No. So. It wasn't the fact of that. It was you want to win. You want to be something. You wanted you know, to be the best. Yeah, you want And you so done it. That's, yeah. yeah. And that's the difference as well. Like, and you see that because there is some boxers out there, don't they? And they openly say, um, like they, they say, what, what, they don't even follow boxing. The only reason they're in boxing is because they want to make a good living. There is that. And that's fair play to them. Like, that's fair play, yeah. They're honest. Like, especially the ones that are honest about it because you've got plenty that are not honest about that. that oh, absolutely. That. But the ones that are honest, like I remember like listening to Jamie McDonald who was um, the bantamweight champion, right. Dave Cobalt. He, he didn't have a clue about who anyone was in boxing. Didn't, didn't follow it, didn't do nothing. Like, and they used to, used to say to him, it's hilarious, you say to him, oh, you know such and such, oh, what a great fight. He said, no, I don't know, I haven't even watched it. He said, the only, <laughs> reason, I'm in, the only reason I'm in it is to get a big paycheck. And that's why he's travelled all over the world, like taking on, like he, yeah. he always said to Eddie Hearn and the rest of them, Wherever the biggest check is, send me. That's all I'm in it for. Well, listen, that's, that's fair enough. Yeah. I mean, mm. I think um, probably more to our time, mm. you didn't get a great, you know, don't get me wrong, you, you earned money, but you didn't, in our, ta our tax when I was young was, was like you, you, you paid 83% in a pound yeah. after a certain amount. 
Yeah. So you you know you you wasn't earning great money. No. Um, but at the end of the day, I never ever did it for money because I always say if someone if they'd have said to me, John, you're fighting in Mexico, but yeah. you're not getting paid, but you're fighting with the world title. Of course you're gonna go. Of course you would, yeah, yeah. I don't care who it is, and if they don't go, then they can't be serious about boxing. No, that's right, they can't. Because no. that is your life's ambition. Look, we we only get one life, and we always say, in any any walk, if you're successful, if you want to win something and you do it, you haven't done it for the money, because the money's, yeah, the the money will be there, mm. but that's not what it's about. And that's why I say, if they say to me, um, you know, you, you, you're not getting nothing, but you've, you know, you've got a chance of winning, then you can earn some money. Of course, you're going to go for it. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's what what any ambition is, you know, mm. in any walk of life. If you don't have that hunger, and and it's just money, then you ain't going to do it. No, that's right. Yeah, no, you've got to want to do it for you, haven't you? That's it's a, it's a truth game, isn't it? Once once that bell goes, you're on your own. There ain't no one else. Oh, absolutely. You never know as you want, but they're not there with you. I know. I always say that uh, when 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 you had your manager or your trainer, they'd be going, right, we're going to do this. We're going to throw jabs. When 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 he comes on, we're going to. And, and I think, oh yeah. Well, when the bell goes, where are you? Yeah, that's right. yeah. You're sat down in your swanky suit on the front row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the bell goes, hey, well, where are you, God? You know, I'm the, yeah, I'm the yeah. one doing it. Yeah, yeah. Put your arm around me and tell me yeah, we've done a yeah. good job. <laughs> <laughs> well, so after you obviously won the British title, you re, you returned and obviously you beat Bobby. Um, Five bouts later, you travelled to Paris, didn't you, for the European title? And Do you know what, Wayne? That was that was incredible. Yeah, that was incredible. I'm boxing a guy called Roger Menetre, who held the title, for, I think, for about three years. He beat Ralph Charles, who was my stable mate. Right. So there was a bit of anger there. There was a bit yeah. of you know, I've got to beat him. And also on the same bill was Kevin Finnegan. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, it was like. England versus France. Yeah, yeah. If you know what I mean. Mm. And um, and but you know what? In them days, of course, it was so big. We boxed at the Roland Garros tennis stadium where they had the tennis finals in the centre court. How oh, many people wow. can say? Wow. How many people can say they boxed at the te- you know in the Roland Garros tennis stadium? Yeah. And um, for for about I think about eighteen twenty thousand people there, all open air. Um, and that was nineteen seventy four. And you know what? That is so unbelievable. And, and I, that was one of the best times of my whole career. It was a cracking uh, bout by all accounts. Was it? it was a cracking bout from what oh. I read. It was an absolute, it was a marking bout in your career. It was, it? yeah. I was 23 at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was, he'd it, it, it already, funny enough, he'd already boxed Jose Napoles for the world title and lost on points, 15 right. rounds. So, you know, he was a, a class fighter. Um, but I, I went in there that night and I said, there's no way I'm going to lose here. No way. And you know when you're confident, people, you, you can feel when you're confident, you know. And people, and I used to see it, Lawless and, and Trey, they go, oh, blimey, you won it tonight, didn't you? Yeah. You can feel that urging up, you know. So, yeah, so we both went there. Full house, I think mean, there's about 18,000 people there. 
And to come back with two belts, me and me and Kevin was was just incredible. Fantastic. Kevin yeah. was such a lovely man. Love, love, great fighter. Like yeah. to drink. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, afterwards, he was completely blotto, and I was still having a couple of drinks. You know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we had we had that was great. But that was a defining fight for me to then get a world title fight with um, Naples. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So then, because you did, did you. Um... You had some bouts before Naples. You defended yes. the title a few times, didn't you? I defended it, I think, twice. I'm not sure. I think it was twice. Yeah. And then I, then, then that, that fight came with Naples. Yeah. So it was all that, was it? So what, can you remember and describe how it felt when you got that phone call to tell you you were fighting? Not, not only was you just fighting for a world title, but you were fighting the man for the world title, wasn't Yeah, you? it was. It, yeah, well, it already, funny enough, yeah, he he'd already uh, boxed my man. Yeah, uh, Ralph Charles. He'd beaten yeah. Ralph Charles in seven rounds right. at uh, at Wembley in 1972. So yeah. I, you know, and people were saying to me, "Oh, it'd be great if one day you boxed him." I said, "Yeah, yeah. if I do, I'm going to beat him because he beat Ralph." You know. Yeah, yeah. And you don't, yeah. but you, but you know what? You don't think of that at that time, but it's coming and coming and coming. And then all of a sudden, uh, they said, oh, you, you're fighting Naples, because I was number one then. Oh, uh, you were, yeah, so you was number one, was you? You were mandatory. Yeah, number one challenger, yeah. yeah. So I was, well, after I beat Manitrae, they made me number one. Yeah, they did, yeah. But he wouldn't come over to England to fight. I don't blame him, you know. If you're champion, you can stay where you are. Mm. And... Um, but he didn't know I'd boxed there in, in the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. So, so is that where he was based then? Yeah, what happened, he originally came from Santiago in Cuba. Yeah. That's yeah. where he was born. And I, I, I was a big fan of his, mm. even when I was boxing, because he was a super boxer. Because if, if I'm right, he was, um, the way he was regarded back then was like the Floyd Mayweather of today, isn't he? he was in a way, he was, yeah. He, he had one, this yeah. name. His name was Mantequilla. Jose Mantequilla Napoles. And Mantequilla means smooth as butter right. in Spanish. So that's what they called him. And he, if you look at his record, he got a fantastic record. I mean, I think he had something like 15 defences, 14 defences. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, and when he lost to Billy Backers, it was a cut high. And then he got it straight back. So, he, you know, he was one of them real great uh, champions. Um, but the funny thing was, I'll just tell you quickly, I actually... Wayne? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah there, no, yeah. I actually, would you believe I sparred him in 1972? Did you? Yeah, when what happened was um, uh, Ralph was boxing him in, in the, at Wembley yeah. in 1972, and uh, I, was, I was Ralph's sparring partner, so Lawless and Mickey Duff got me to go over to Sparnapolis. What, what that actually that happened? Baby. That happened, yeah, and I sparred him for four rounds, and the last round, I remember Lawless saying, just, just jab him, just jab him all the time. Yeah. So I jabbed him and, and I caught him quite a bit. And then when we got in the car to drive back home, um, I said, why did you ask me just to jab him? He said, well, you're left-handed, because I'm left-handed anyway, uh, although I box orthodox. And he said, the way you hit him, you know, your left hand, he said, if you ever boxed him, your left hand will do the damage. You, you caught him well with that. Yeah, and that proved to be if you watch the fight, yeah, left hand. Yeah, I remember you telling me when we were in the half moon that time. Yeah, so it was. Um, it, it, yeah, it all came together, Mark. You know, it, all, it sort of all came together. Um, 
but it was it was an amazing time over there, you know. How long amazing. did you go over there before the fight? I was a month there. See, right. we, when we boxed in the Olympics, we were three weeks before we'd done anything. Mm -hmm. Because the altitude is so rare, mm -hmm. it's 7,500 feet above sea level. Mm -hmm. So you, you're really, um, you know, you're really tired. I mean, when you get there, you can only just walk around for a couple of days. You can't start training running because it, it, you, you can't get the breath, you know. Right, yeah. So you have to, you have to be there to acclimatise. Uh, yeah three weeks, a month before, which I did, because yeah. I knew what to do, you know, and, and but they never knew that I'd boxed in the Olympics. I don't know why, but they didn't know. So, but anyway, it, it didn't make no difference. No, that's, that's so amazing that they, that they allowed you into camp when your stable mate was boxing him. Mm. That's amazing. Now, you yeah. never happen nowadays, but no. you no. and also he had 100 foot within the gym. That's right. And there was about, he had about something like, six or seven sparring partners then. Yeah, did it, yeah. That's that's what you had to have. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it, it was brilliant. I mean, those days, oh my God. Mexico. I, do you know a funny thing? I had 23, 24 fans come from England. Because yeah. in them days, it was like, to go out to Mexico, you, you're talking about probably, um, say, say 500 quid to go. For four mm. days or five days. If you look at that now, a thousand pounds will get you to Las Vegas, get you a room and flight. Yeah. In those days, 500 quid is like six or seven grand today. Yeah. So people yeah. couldn't afford to go. That's why I just had 23 fans. Yeah. I mean, you look at the hand, he has thousands, but it's all affordable now. Yeah. When yeah. I was boxing, it wasn't affordable. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, um, do you obviously? I know you've watched the fight back. God knows how many times. Sorry, Wayne. I, I keep calling you Mark Wayne. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, right, oh, I nearly got it, Mark Twain. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, wait, sorry, Mark. Uh, I heard Wayne. it just a minute ago. I thought, yeah, you're sick of me, Mark. I don't. It's, I think it's all them fights I've had. Sorry, yeah, mate. That's it, mate. Go on. The, um, do you remember? Do you remember the bout, like, for each moment in the fight? Everything. Yeah, you do, yeah. yeah. Everything. Going, going into the ring, um, our dressing room was, was right by where they killed the bulls. Right. Smelt yeah. like anything. I think they Did put it. me there on purpose. Did they, yeah. um, and then going out to the crowd. Then when I got in the ring, he, he didn't come in the ring till 10, 15 minutes later. And they're oh, all really? me and shouting at me. And then, I, then I'm just putting my arms up. Where is he? Does he want to fight? And they're all laughing. And then as he, as he came in the ring, I went over to him, shook his hand and clapped. And everybody said that was the greatest thing they'd ever seen. Yeah, yeah. And I did it out of total respect, total respect. I didn't do it to be funny or anything. No. I did that because he was a great, great champion. Yeah. And uh, I, I used to love watching him as well. And yeah. to fight him was like, unbelievable. You know, so. Yeah, and then you went and, went and stopped him, went and done the job, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, it, it was, oh yeah. We, we, I mean, it's amazing, you know, when you when you think of of the the magnitude of everything, you know. And and by the way, you know, he was a Cuban fighter. He came yeah, 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 yeah. He was Cuban. Yeah, uh, yeah he's, he's uh, unfortunately. Well, I told you that. Sorry, I said that. Earlier. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, um, they did. They stopped professional boxing in Cuba, so yeah, he went to Mexico. Yeah, yeah, to get out, yeah, and go and do that. No, that's brilliant. What was the celebrations like, John, afterwards? Uh, not bad, not bad, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, uh, we, we, 
Well, funny enough, we went to go to a couple of clubs to, to have a drink, but they wouldn't let us in. Pardon <laughs> 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 me, yeah, stop me. I had a Mexican hat on as well. <laughs> I had the big white hat on. I still got it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have it. I got a black and white one, but yes, yeah, uh, it was amazing. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. Excellent. So then you came. So you came. You came back, didn't you? Um, yeah. And uh, then we got. So just moving on. Um, so you move on to Mr. Dave Boy Green then. Ooh, yeah, green. I know it's uh, yeah. We've had that discussion before, is not it? Yeah, it's a bit of a bitter, bitter pill to swallow that one. But it was cuts, wasn't it? Well, it was. It was more the eye, the, you know, the nuts, bumps, nuts. wasn't it? It wouldn't be cuts; it'd be nuts. Yeah. yeah, he admitted it as well that he did it, but it's you know, this happens in boxing. Yeah, and uh, I wasn't flavour of the month with any of them anymore, so. I think uh, it was a way of saying because he was an, he was the up and comer, wasn't he? He, he was, was up and comer, yeah. And, and uh, but, but you know, I always say this, Wayne. If that's the way you think you want to win, mm. that's up to you. I could yeah. never have done that or win that way. Yeah, that's no, why when I got disqualified with Bobby Arthur, I wanted to make it right. Yeah, I wanted to make it right. Yeah, and when I done the knockout and done that, that was the right thing to do. Um, and and I praised him as well. I, I never slag anyone, and I would. I don't even slag Dave off. But you know, it's it. It was a. You get on now, don't you? You and Dave are obviously. You get on fabulous. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think what it is as well, Wayne, is when you you you're boxing. You got his stable. We got our stable. It's all it's all uh, to do with who's going to be the best, who's going to yeah. win this. But when you grow, when when you sort of get out of the boxing and you go into other things, like Dave plays in my golf tournament as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you sort of forget all that. You're all in the same circles, aren't you? Same era. Yeah, right? you, 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 you get out of that and you sort of become friends and, you, you know, those days are finished. You're, you're on to something different. Yeah, that's right. And that's yeah. the great thing, you know, and all sportsmen are the same. All sportsmen are. So it's, it's yeah, great, right. yeah. Was it? But yeah, he, he knows he shouldn't have done what he done, but that's up to him. He's admit, he admitted it to you as well, didn't he? he oh, he's done it loads of times, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, bet you, I bet you do have a little talking. I should have got three of my mates and beat him up, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was, it was, if I'm correct, it was Palomino, wasn't it, that took the title? Yes, yes. And what, what happened there? What happened well, there? I, I, I think what basically, I, uh, you know, I'd had a, a, a lot of training over the year, two years or so, and, and I should have really had a break. Yeah, was uh, that you, you think you were... Can I just say, I can't really talk on this level now because it's all going to be in a book. Yeah, right, okay, yeah. And I don't leave... want to say things. Yeah, no, that's fine, yeah, we'll leave that there I mean. for the book. Yeah, we'll I leave can't really there. say any more, but... It'll all come out. It'll be explained. Yeah, we'll leave that there for the book. Yeah, leave that there, look, yeah. I look forward to reading that. So you, um, you then, but you finished on a win, though, didn't you, with Georgie? Yes, I made sure of that. Horace Fall, I, I can't yeah, he Yeah, he boxed for the European title after that. I think yeah. he got beat, but he boxed for the European title. You know, the, the funny thing, I, I could have gone to America because they, they wanted me there. Mm. And I was still only 28, so it wouldn't have mattered. But I think, because I'd started young, you know, when I was young and and I, I didn't sort of want to stay in there too long. And I think if you stay in there too long, 
you know, you can get hurt and, yeah. and things like that. So luckily, uh, it, it's not hurt me in any way. I got out young. I got out young. 28. Um, you know, I, I sing. I do. You know, I'm top class singer. Yeah. Um, I do lots of things. So, so it's it's you know, people don't realise boxing can be a very hurtful thing. You only need one punch. I've seen it. You only yeah. need that one punch, and you, your whole life can change. Yeah, of course. Luckily, it never happened to me, and yeah. I've always been okay. Yeah, no, good on you, good on you. So what, what was the reason for you retiring, John? Like, do, what was the actual... Well, I, I just had enough, really. You I mean, enough, yeah. It wasn't like the body... Yeah, I mean, yeah, you look at it, you know, 100 odd amateur fights, won everything. Mm. Professional, 51 pro fights, won everything. I just, you know, I just thought, well, what's the point? You know, if, yeah, if I start right. getting beat, I'm going to start going down and people are going to go, oh, you know... You started so, the but it, stone for the yeah, other. Yeah, but I, I, I think that was to say, you know, I'd had enough, and and at the time I I was doing quite well, so I didn't need to fight again. Yeah. You know? Do you remember the moment when you decided that it was? Uh, Do you know what it was? I was I was indoors, and I was going to box again, and my dad got me up for the run in the morning, and it was about six o'clock, and he yeah. said, "Go on, you go for your run," and I just sat there and looked at him. I said, "Dad." I can't, can't be bothered getting up. I'm, I'm retiring. And that was it. That, 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 okay. I made my mind up in that second. Well, and that was it, yeah. yeah. And I never, ever looked back on it, you know. Yeah, no, because... I've, I've, I've done a lot of uh, uh, gym work and, and I've done some exhibition fights mm. and things like that. But, um, you know, in, in the past, just, just, just a couple of years ago, a bit of sparring and stuff like that. Yeah, but not not to go back. It you know. No, 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 no. no. But it's amazing, really amazing to hear them their moments. It was like I, uh, last week. I man, you know very well Billy Schwer. I I done a podcast Billy, yeah. with Billy last week. He's a lovely fella, Billy. Great guy. Yeah, I speak to him most days on on social media. We're in the same group together, and we help no, each other. Sweet guy. Yeah, lovely guy. Post it, and he said like his he remembers the exact moment, like he was in the back of an ambulance, like after being knocked out, and he, he said that was when I he said I always remember looking out the window, and that was the moment that I thought that's it, I'm done. So um, like, it's amazing to hear like sometimes and the legends yeah. like how they how they how they decide make that decision that enough's enough. Do you know what? I've seen so many fighters in the past get hurt, mm. and you know, you, and that's why I always say, "There, but for the grace of God, go I." Yeah. I've done a sport that that is such a tough sport. People don't realise how tough it is. Yeah. And you know, you 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 you're constantly fighting all the time, whether you're sparring or whether you're boxing, and anything can happen. And I'm so so grateful that nothing ever happened to me. And yeah. there's a lot of fighters like that, but there's also a lot of fighters who have been uh, and yeah. that's the shame side of it. But it is, it is. Like, well, I do, I've often said before, every time I've spoken to you, you're still sharp as a button, aren't you? Like, as such, like, when you speak... to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, like, you speak to some some of the legends that are around your era and stuff, and, and yeah. sadly, like, you can tell that they're battle-worn, can't you? And it's, it's sad. Absolutely. Um, I could name a lot. I'd never name them, but I could. No, you yeah. know, some I still see now, and and it's so sad to see. Yeah, them. yeah. No, I agree, mate. I agree. So, are you still involved in boxing at all? Well, I've I've run. Yeah, I'm a amateur club. Mm. Um, I uh, I'm the president of. What one? Sick of that, man? 
Sigmund Allendale. Yeah. Uh, also, I do, I, 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 I tell you what I do a lot for, Ringside Wrestling Care. Yeah, I was going to move on to that just a minute ago. Yeah, Dave Harris and, and all the people there. John Conti's president. And we raise money for Xboxes and it's lovely, you know. I, and if I do a show here and there and we can raise some money, yeah, and we go and do shows for them. It's fantastic. So yeah, Billy, Billy said last week you held them all up with the singing, with the recording, because you're the only one that can sing. You know, when you recorded <laughs> the song the other day. Yeah, that that's supposed to be coming out at the end of the year. Yeah, it's the end of the year. We did, um, and we sang at the uh, studios in, yeah. in um, down in London, um, where the Beatles were. You know. And it was yeah, just, he said it was a great day. He said it was a great uh, day too. But you, you certainly held them all up. He said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, see, I'm I'm a professional singer, so I know what you've got to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I was voice trained as well, so I know exactly what you've got to do. And sometimes, you know, when when fellas have not sung and they haven't really got a clue, but you sort of just try and act with them. Yeah, move um, it on. But we, we, I tell you what, the record's coming out. It's a lovely record. And I think yeah, it, yeah. hopefully it does well. Yeah, no, fingers crossed. Yeah, I think I think it should do as well. You think how big the boxing community is, hopefully everyone will get behind it because it's um it's for a great cause, isn't it? And I hopefully this I don't know, um I don't know how far away they are from building this this rest home, but like fingers crossed this they get this off the ground because what a great initiative. Because there's so yeah. many boxers that need this help as well, isn't yeah. it? Also, brilliant. we're trying to trying to implement a lot. I won't say names, but a lot of very important people coming in on board. Um, but what's happened because of this shutdown on everything? Um, there's there's a lot of shows that we would have been doing for charity yeah. that we can't do. Can't. So we'd have made quite a bit of money then, but it's stopped, and it's such a shame because you know what they're what we're trying to do is a really good thing. Yeah. And we want to be backed by a lot of people. But because we can't do anything, it's not out there what we're doing. And it's no, just... I enjoy reading because uh, Boxing News, put a, they do an article every week, don't they, on the, an update on what's, what's being done, yeah. who's doing what and stuff. So yeah. Yeah, I enjoy reading that. And hopefully I'm, I'm looking... Hopefully I can help and support it soon in the future. Yeah, that'd be nice if you can, Wayne. Try great. and raise some money for it because it's a brilliant cause. Yes, um, it is. What else? Yeah, I was going to move on to the next thing I was going to move on to was your cabareting. Like, because you're a brilliant singer, isn't he? You come down and you helped our club when I was at Seven Oaks, didn't you? Come down That's to Vintage right. Pub down in Hildenborough. And, um, yeah. and we had a cracking night, didn't we? Yeah. Cracking, it was cracking yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that club was nice. Nice club, that. That mm. was a lovely club. Um, but uh, yeah, I think what's nice about, you know, because now I've retired and I can, you know, go around. It's nice to put something, I always say it's nice to put something back. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, that particular night was great. We made some money for the club. Yeah. We made some money for the club. And um, it, I, I, I think if you can do anything like that, and I'm lucky enough I can, yeah. um, and with, with people wanting to have shows and we can make some money for, for Ringside Wrestling Care and whatever we do, it, it's fantastic. Yeah, that's right. Do you still get up to the, um, is it the Grosvenor Hotel where I saw you when I had, when I brought the Kent squad up to Box Home Counties? Is it, it's not Grosvenor Hotel. What's the hotel? Where I had the picture with you and Dave, Boy Green, uh, Frank Bruno was there. You go there every year. I don't know if it's been carrying on, but it's the Essex, in Essex. 
Um, oh, I know where you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, you say no, I, I know where you mean. Um, yeah, I can't think of the name of it, but no. How's they, the, they, Manor Grove. Manor, Manor uh, Grove. Is it Manor Groves? Man, Manor Groves. Manor, Manor Grove Hotel. Manor Grove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, th that's still going, but uh, obviously it hasn't been on this year. No, not this season, has it? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a good one. I, that was, I brought the Kent squad along and um, right. home counties and uh, and Essex. There, it was a good. That was a good, good match. Yeah. It was good fun that yeah. night. It's just, it's just a shame that we at the moment it, it's we just can't put anything on. You know, no, it's, it's no. such a shame. Um, yeah. But it's a very worthwhile cause, and we're trying to get bigger people on it so that we can raise more money. Yeah, um, hopefully we can. Um, but it's uh, at this moment, obviously, everything's uh, uh, being squashed because we can't do nothing, you know. Yeah, yeah. So the um, the next thing, just before like, I get going, to I've got some questions to ask you. One that you've already answered online. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. <laughs> we'll elaborate on it, like, because the listeners haven't heard it. But the um, um, like, I was going to talk about the boxing hall of fame because you go there every year, don't you? You do the runs and everything, don't you? As well, like yeah, all that, the parades, yeah. like that. Um, yeah, the, I run with Mickey Ward when we do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, is that who you run with, Mickey Ward? Is it? Yeah, that's Mickey what I was going to talk about the greats that you're friends with because obviously you're very close with Marvin Hagler, aren't you? Very close um, to Marvin, yeah. Um, He's a wonderful guy. I first see him in 1985 when he boxed uh, Tommy Ernst. Yeah, I went to the fight. Yeah, and it was amazing, and we got chatting, and um, that was it, and we become friends. And then I, I met him again a few years later when he started coming over to England doing shows. Because yeah. when he fought, if you remember when he when he when he beat um, Minta, he turned around and said he'd never come to England again. Yeah, we treated him. We did treat him terrible. That was bad. What happened there? Yeah, I mean you shouldn't do that. And he didn't yeah. even get his didn't even get a belt. You know, he yeah, didn't get that's belt. no, that's right. Yeah, he didn't it get the disgusting. belt. So he, he had this thing, oh, England. But when he did come to England, he was absolutely Britain. He loved it. And he comes, still comes over now. Mm. Um, and so it was, you know, it was great. And I've, and I've known him from those years right till now. And funny enough, on WhatsApp, we're always WhatsApping each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he's in Milan in Italy. Is that where he lives, is it? That's yeah. where he lives, yeah. He's got his house in, um, uh, in America, in New Hampshire. But he, he, they live nine, ten months of the year in Milan because his wife's mm. Italian. Okay. They live, yeah, they live in Milan. So, but we, we're always on, on conversation or, or yeah. You know, you keep in contact with Duran as well because you you see him, don't you? Do you keep? Yeah. In oh, can with I just Duran? say we we actually went to Marvin's wedding. Did you? In two thousand in uh, in Milan. Yeah. We were his guests and. Um, the only two boxes there was me and Ernie Shavers. Oh, really? That's the only two boxes there. And um, Arthur McCanty was there, the referee of uh, Ali and Frazier. Wow. He was there. Um, and they actually, when they got married, the 27th of May 2000, we were actually married six years before on the same date, 27th of May 1994. Oh, really? So oh. every year... Yeah. We always correspond to each other. Yeah, birthdays, especially our anniversaries. And I've sent it. I, I do, I, I do songs for people, and I send them away. You know, and, and yeah. put them on their WhatsApp. And so I yeah. sent him a lovely uh, song for for his uh, anniversary. Oh, and then God. his birthday is in May, twenty uh, third. So we're yeah. always you know, doing that. 
Yes, yeah. so we're, we're, we're great friends, me and Marvin. We really are. Yeah, well, He's I've got, actually, I'll show you. You sent me them, remember? Can you what see them? Oh, yeah. See them? You got them done, oh, didn't you? Oh, yes. Up on the, uh, up on yeah, the, I see it, Marvin Agler and, uh, and the Duran. The Duran one was the one. The Duran one was the one I brought the night at the Seven Oaks do when you done the cabaret. I done that. I brought the Duran one in the auction, and um, and then the Hagler. The Hagler's one is with Tommy as well. And you just yeah. come back. I think it was last year. You just come back from uh, the Boxing Hall of Fame, and, and I right. messaged you because I wanted something to do. I wanted Hagler and Hurds, and you said, "Ah, oh, Wayne, I've actually got one with both of them." So we're now yeah. cool. I love that one, man. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, they're, 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 they're brilliant, you know. Mm. It, Marvin's a wonderful character, wonderful guy. Yeah, do you speak um, with um, with Duran as well? Yeah, I speak to Duran, yeah. I'm on WhatsApp with him as well. Yeah, that's what I mean, you still keep, keep in contact yeah, with him. Yeah, most of them I keep in touch with. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, you're sort of so, you know, so friendly. I, I tell you, he's one of the nicest guys that who's there, goes there every year and we have chats and we've, it's James Tony. Yeah, really, yeah. Oh, what a great guy he is, you know. What a fighter he was as well. Yeah, yeah, fantastic fighter, wasn't James, he? James Tony, he's what a smashing man he is. Um, but there's loads of them there. Mickey Ward, he's a smashing fella. Yeah. Um, Tommy Earns goes there now and then, sometimes Sugar Ray Leonard every now and then. But you see the greats there, you know. Yeah. The greats. Yeah. Oh, and, and the clits goes with there last time and, when they got inducted and I was there and I got this picture of them and <laughs> they're like head and shoulders yeah. over me. <laughs> ginormous, didn't they? Ginormous, yeah. But I remember no, you telling me when every time you see Mike Tyson as well, he called you Mr. Stracy. He called he? you, yeah, and that is no lie. I, I, I swear to God, I don't say anything for any reason. He's the old school, Mike. Mm. He is old school. I mean, I don't expect anyone to say that to me. But he does. He goes, hello, Mr. Stracy. Hello, Mr. Stracy. And I said to him one day, it was a... A few years back, I said, Look, Mike, I said, you know, just say John. He called me John. And he went, and he, he sort of nodded like, he went, uh, John, okay, Mr. Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> but he really is old school. He yeah, is old school. There's no doubt about it. He's got respect because of, you know, if, if I was younger than him, he'd say, hello, John, how are you? Yeah, yeah. But, it, you know, he is, he is old school. And, and he's, he's, so, he's such a nice guy. Very shy. Yeah, very so shy. Great, yeah. But uh, again, what a fighter he was! You yeah, know, he was a... my hero. He was. That's oh. who I who I grew up like, wanting to be, and who, who oh, I no. that was for us. Brilliant, wasn't he? So the uh, so yeah, the last question on that actually, because who was your idol? Who was your idol? Ray Robinson. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I met him. I tell you what, I used to read about him when I was a kid. That man's record. Is phenomenal. Absolutely, isn't it? Right now, forget the last sixteen losses he had. Yeah. He was only doing it to make some money to pay make the tax money. people. Yeah. Right. He, but this is where he's remarkable. I mean, he had eighty-five amateur fights, never got beat. He had forty first-round knockouts. Then he turned pro. He had forty wins. Then he lost to Jake Lamotta on a disputed decision. Yeah. After he lost there. He'd gone 91 fights without defeat. Wow. He'd beaten the world champion, right, at welterweight, defended it five times, but fought another 38 times during that reign. Wow. 
from 46 to 51. So he could have had 44, 45 defences. Yeah, yeah. And then when he lost, uh, he only ever lost one fight stopped, and that was exhaustion. And he was winning a fight against Joey Maxim. And he lost in 14, uh, 13 rounds. Yeah. They even substituted the referee because he was too tired. <laughs> Ruby Goldstein in the 10th yeah. round. It's the yeah. only time ever in history. Yeah, he was yeah. winning on all scorecards for the light heavyweight championship of the world. And that was the only time in his whole career, 200 fights, he got stopped. Never got stopped again. Never. That yeah, is the remarkable man. He is the greatest of all time. I don't care what anybody says. You right. cannot match those figures. No. And he fought and beat 13 Hall of Famers. Is that what the record, yeah, is that what's in the first? And do you know another thing as well, Wayne? I, uh, I, I met him in, when I boxed on the alley Bagnerville mm. in, in America, uh, Las Vegas, 1973. He was in the crowd. And they called him out in the crowd earlier. And you want to hear, wow, they went mad. Yeah. And I, when I won my fight and I'm walking past him, he got out of his seat by me and he just stood up and I stood by him with Terry Lawless and I went, oh my God. And he's gone, congratulations. That was a great fight. I hope you do well in the future. And shook my hand. Well, yeah, tell you what, Wayne, that to me is the greatest moment of my whole career. Yeah. If yeah. I'd never won anything, that would have been sublime. Yeah. And, and for him to do that, he didn't have to do that. He could have just sat there. But as I walk past him, I've gone, oh, my God, like that, you know. And you know what? I saw him the next night, Elvis Presley, Elvis Presley was singing. And he was in the audience. And Elvis Presley called him out above everybody else. And he could not sit down for five minutes. Really? The whole of the crowd were just cheering him all the time. Cheering yeah, what a remarkable It was man. unbelievable. Yeah, what a remarkable man. What unbelievable. What a champion he was, wasn't he? He was. I'm going to finish up with some questions then. So I'll put some, yeah, questions, out. Put some questions out on across all my social medias let, um, to let them know that I was, I was going to have this chat with you and ask for some questions if anyone wanted to ask you something. So I've got a few here. Um, so we'll start with, we've got Ewan, Rebel Boxing on Twitter. He said... Dave Boyd Green is often talked about as one of the best British fighters not to win a world title. What was it like facing him and how did he compare to the greats like Napoli's? Um, no, he didn't compare to Napoli's. And he, he you know, he, um, he, he was very, very tough. I'll give him that. He was a very, very tough fighter. Um, but I don't think he, you know, when you, when you look at the, Unfortunately, uh, he, he had to fight. Uh, I, I was there actually when he when he fought Sugar Ray Leonard, yeah. and he, he just sort of made you know four rounds. It was all over. Yeah. And the other hard fight he had was obviously Carlos Palomino, and he lost in eleven rounds. Um, but he, don't get me wrong, he was great. But I don't think he would have won a world title. I don't no, think he was. No. Was that? Were they? Were they? Uh, his only two challenges. They were his two challenges, yeah. And he got stopped, I think, in the fourth round. I, I was there in, in America, I saw the fight. Mm. Fourth round against um, Ray Leonard. Mm. And then when he lost in 11 to uh, Carlos Palomino at Wembley. Mm. I'm assuming, because um, obviously it was, yeah, Leonard was just after you. You didn't do no sparring or nothing like that with him, did no, you? No, 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 no. He was after you, wasn't he? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so, and then we've got Julie Hogbin from LinkedIn, on LinkedIn. She said, um, what are the key differences in the sport you see now from when you was a champion? Um, I, I, is she talking about on a financial way or? Just in the sport, yeah. she said. So, well, yeah, it, I suppose whatever yeah, you I think, well, it's so different now to what it used to be. I mean, like I say, 15 rounds in our days. Yeah. Now it's 12 rounds. Um, you can get weighed in a day, day and a half before the fight, put on a put on a stone, stone and a quarter or yeah, whatever. It was weighing on the day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, weighing on the day. We, we had to do weighing on the day. Um, so there's a big difference there. Um, I think that the real big difference is, is the weighing because if you, like Ricky Hatton, Right, look at Ricky. I mean, great fight. And take nothing away from him, one of the best we've had. But he always came in at 10 stone. And then when he was boxing, he was 11 stone 4, 11 stone 5. Yeah. Now, to me, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it's because Ricky is it's, it's anybody. It, it's not their fault, but it shouldn't happen. No, it's like they say that about Canelo, don't they? He makes 160 day before and 185 in the ring. Exactly. It's, it's wrong. Wayne, because you're, you're welterweight. Like when I was welterweight, we had to weigh 147 on the day or, or below. When I boxed Napoli's, I was 145 and a half, 145 and a half. Wow, was it? Yeah. So I was a pound and a half lighter than the weight. Now, if, that, if you're looking at that, that is welterweight. I am fighting for the welterweight title. I'm not fighting for the light middleweight title yeah. of welterweight or the yeah. light. Uh, the middleweight title of welterweight and it's wrong now i know they've said about all this um you know you, I, I don't know where they go about the food you know you drink and dehydration and stuff dehydration but to me it's wrong We're, apart from maybe one or two people in those days and, and go through the history of boxing no one's ever had brain damage or through not drinking or eating they all made their weight they all done 15 rounds you know, fighting all the time. Mm. So I don't think it's necessary still. I still don't think it's right. Do you, think it's, because, do you think it's because back then, um, for starters, the boxers, like you guys used to box regularly, didn't you? So, so you were all round your boxing weight all the time. Whereas nowadays, like when they get up into that top bracket, they're only boxing like, Three, four times a year, four if they're Some of them don't even fight three no, times a year. Sometimes they're twice, aren't they? So they they yeah. go up and wait, and then they crash all the way down. It's probably no, I don't. Yeah, I know. I don't think it's that. I think it's because of that guy who, who got the, you know, uh, who, who uh, if you go back quite a few years ago, um, who I think he sued the WBC for uh, um, for his weight. Right. Going over and then, you yeah, know, and, and and I think he, he got damaged and stuff like that. so. So they tried to make it instead of fifteen rounds, yeah. twelve rounds. Yeah. Now I do go along with that. It's because fifteen rounds is tough. Yeah. Um, but I don't go along with weighing weighing in a day and a half before. Yeah. Where you've got look, you will have an advantage because some people can make their weight. Uh, I used to weigh ten stone seven quite easily, mm. right? So. On the evening, I'm only going to be 10 stone 8 or 10 stone 9. Yeah. But if you die a day and a half later, I could put on quite easily 8 or 10 pounds. 
Yeah, yeah. But why would I want to fight with an eight or ten pound when it's welterweight that I'm fighting at? Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, no, it, it, it is wrong, but I do understand why they're doing it. But you, the boxing, you can only make boxing safe for a certain bit. Mm. You can't keep boxing, you can't be in a bubble with boxing. No. You either do it at the level it is, or you don't do it at all. Because we know, we've said it's a damaging sport and you can get hurt. So that's the chance you have to take. Yeah. We're going to keep doing these things to prevent it. It's, it's not boxing anymore. Mm. You know, and mm. I'm not being cruel. Um, I know the 12 rounds I'll go along with, but you can't keep saying, some, you know, because some people can, can only weigh 10 stone seven, maybe put on two pounds for the next day. But the, like Ricky can put on a stone and a quarter. So yeah. he's now got a very big advantage. It's because they're so depleted by the time they've so, got the scales, aren't they? And then they, yeah. they put it all back yeah. up and they put some. So, but you know, in our day, uh, Wayne, what we used to do, if you, if you was like, like, like welterweight, you couldn't make like welterweight, you just go up to welterweight. Mm, yeah. Or like middleweight. Yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. you do. You don't stay at the same weight and then kill yourself to make the weight. Yeah, you just go out, yeah. and that's what's what the difference, isn't it? Yeah. We've also got so we've got Jeanette Linford as well, also on LinkedIn, and it's it's kind of sort of the same question, but I suppose we can change it. But what changes do you see in the training today compared to your day? I think it's still very much the same, except again the training methods by something you know you get. Um, these guys now uh, who, who tell you what to eat and drink, um, you know. Nutritionists, yeah. Yeah, nutritionists, which to me is a load of baloney because if you don't know what you're eating and drinking and, and what's good for you and what's not good for you, there's something wrong. You don't need to pay anyone for that. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to pay for that. You know, that, that is ridiculous. Like, we, we never did. We, we virtually ate and drank what we wanted to. And, you know, to a certain extent, you know when the fight's getting nearer, you just lay off things. Yeah, and that's yeah. how you make your way. You don't, you don't need all this, uh, you know, all these drinks and all this banana stuff and wh whatever it is. Well, I, I, I sometimes used to have pie and mash in the afternoon. Did you really? Right. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Because it, it was a after the meal, after the fight, and by and and let's not forget, you're nervous. So yeah. by the time you get in the ring, you've probably gone to the toilet a couple of times. You know, you're not drinking anymore. You only just have some water maybe a cup of tea in the afternoon yeah. so you're not going to put on pounds and pounds and pounds you know what i mean yeah yeah so i think that's uh, uh, another another thing yeah no okay cool so and rob moore also on linkedin and rob moore's who uh, how me and billy schwer are connected rob moore runs a social media thing he's a he's a He's a property kingpin and a business, multi-millionaire businessman. He, oh, he, he commented and he said, how did you manage fear? I had to manage what? Fear. Fear? No yeah. fear. Mm. No, I'll tell you what it is. It's not, you're not feared at all. And the reason being, when you're growing up, when you're growing up, you're fighting at every best level you can all the way through. So you, your nerves are not, you, you, don't, you don't get frightened. Little bit nervousness, of course, you will have nervousness, but you wouldn't be frightened because mm. you wouldn't be in there in the first place. Mm. What you want to do with the nerves is it, it, it's slightly that you want to perform well, mm. you, want to, you want to be, you know, you want to be inspirational, you want people to say, Oh, he had a great fight and he done this, he done that. And so, 
as soon as the bell goes, the nerves slightly go. But to say when people say they're nervous, it's it's a good thing sometimes being nervous because it can put you on your edge. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I the bell, yeah. if you haven't got nerves and you're not yeah. It depends what some people get a little bit nervous, some people get more than nervous. But it, it all goes as soon as you what once once you're getting dressed and then you've got your gloves on and they say, Right, you're fighting, that's when it leaves. Yeah, I that's found I found as soon as I got through the ropes, that was it. As soon as I stepped through the ropes, the nerves were gone. It was it same was thing, yeah, gone. exactly. Yeah. I mean some people are more nervous than others. Um, but that's that can be a good thing. You can put you on your on your, you know, toes a bit when you when you're yeah. a bit nervous. But as soon as the bell goes, as you know, and as soon as you get in the ring, it all leaves because that's that's you know you've got to perform. Yeah, you've got to get on with it. You can't get out yeah. of the ring, can you? <laughs> but, but like I say, everyone's gonna have nerves. But yeah. it's not nerves that is gonna really frighten you. It's not nerves that you're you're that you worry about. It's it's once everything's up and running, you're there. You're there. And and the funny thing we say, Wayne, when you when you win, you go, I want to fight again. And yeah. then you go all through it again. <laughs> I remember I remember warming up and thinking, what the bloody hell am I doing this for? Yeah. Why am I here? What am I doing this for? And then as soon as you finish boxing, then your hands raise. Oh, you're you're happy oh, as Larry, aren't you? That's why I did it. You know, it's brilliant. Well, I, I'll tell you one quick story, but I won't tell you his name because it's going to go in the book. I was boxing yeah. at Wembley and this fight was making a comeback. And the, and he was standing there. He was going to me, oh, I've, 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 I want to leave. I just want to go. And uh, he walked, he sort of walked out, he, although he's dressed, went in the fight, he sort of walked out for about five minutes to come back. He said, oh, I don't really want to fight, I'm so nervous. <laughs> but of course, and he won so easily, and then he come back saying, when am I fighting next? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's just what happens, that is us. Yeah, that is us. that's what happens, isn't it? So I'll finish with the final question. You already answered it. Oh, um, yeah. But Andy Kidd, um, he's one of the, like, he, he's part of the furniture at my club at St Mary's. He's been there, I said, he's like literally is like the wallpaper. He's, he's always in, he's still going, 60, was he 66, 68? He's still training, still takes pads, still doesn't even spars with some of them sometimes. He just bogs and he's a great guy. But see, that's that's the great thing about the yeah. amateurs. They keep they do keep it going. Yeah, and he uh, he was the one that he, he said, Do you remember boxing Steve Kirby from St. I do. Yeah. I do. He was a good boxer, he's a good jabber. Yeah, was he? Yeah. Uh... I think I boxed him. I, I said to Kathy, I think it's twice. I think it was three times, but I know I beat him twice because I've seen it on. On yeah. my record, yeah. Um, but I know uh, we we boxed. I think we boxed in one of the championships where I beat him. Then I went on to win it. Yeah. And then I boxed him on a couple of club fights and, and I beat him. Shows, yeah. But funny enough, you know St Mary's. I actually went up there a couple of times because I used to live in Orpington High Street. Yeah, yeah. And I used to go up there. Yeah, no, did you? Yeah, yeah. It's still in the same place. Like we're trying to get a new gym at the moment. Like we've yeah, got, got some well. funding and stuff like. That. But mm -hmm. it's still in the same place. The little little like shed like thing. Yeah, it's still there. If can, can I just, like, yeah, go on. Can, can I just say that I that I never told you this, but you know I said I boxed for Repton. Yeah. I actually boxed for St George's. Did you? In, yeah. You there? Have I lost you? We lost you, John. Uh, 
Ah, you're back. You're back there, John? Ah, got it. Oh, that's can it. Can you yeah, see just, me? Yeah, yeah, I can see. Yeah, just froze there. That's it. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, so I boxed, I boxed for, for Repton. What it was, I went to Repton, and then I left there after two years, and I went to a boxing club um, called Robert, uh, sorry, called uh, St. George's. Yeah. In the East, in, in Stepney. Then mm. I left there, and I had a year over at Robert Brown in South London. Oh, okay. I there and won a couple of titles there. But then I came back over, uh, when, I, although I lived in Bethnal Green, I came, instead of going over to South London, I then went back to Repton. Oh, and that's it, yeah. And then I finished two years there and uh, turned professional. And that's when you turned over. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I didn't know that. So that was good, that's yeah, good yeah, yeah. All right, and John, well, it's been awesome talking to you, mate. <laughs> Your story's fantastic. It's always great yeah, speaking yeah, to you. Yeah. I, I often tell people that that night before, before we went, uh, when you came down and you'd done the thing for Seven Oaks with Vince, um, the night before me and you sat in the pub, didn't we? Just me and you on our that's own. It. Oh God, the stories you told me, it was absolutely brilliant. It was yeah, like, oh, lots of stories. It's a little I'll tell you what, you and me just sitting there listening to your great yeah. stories. It was fantastic, mate. Do you know, over the years of knowing so, so, so many things, doing so many things, and I'm not just saying this for any reason, but the book, I know everyone would be interested in, because yeah, yeah, that was yeah. my background, you know, as a kid, growing up in the East End. I knew the craze when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and all, all the things going right the way through. And all, all the all the all the things. So so it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, fantastic. So you yeah, think that's going to be out in around October, November? Uh, hopefully, yeah, be at October, November time. But I don't know what's happening with all this. You know what's going on? That's it's, right. It's, yeah, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? What's have happening? You, have you so just just to plug the book a little bit <laughs> for anyone who wants to listen? Have you have you got a website set up or are you just on your Not Facebook? Yeah, we'll do. It you will, will have be. soon, yeah. yeah I'll, so I'll it'll be easily to be found, won't it? Yeah. Everyone, everyone will be able to find it. Yeah, no, yeah. I look forward to that. I'll definitely be uh, buying that, mate, to, All to, right, mate. once you get that. But no, awesome to speak to you, John. Take and you, care, and friend. you. And um, all my to best you. to Kathy Jane as well. And, you uh, keep punching. Yeah, you too. And if you come down to Kent at all, like visit Vince or anything, let us know and we'll hook up and like you come along to see St Mary's. That would be again. fantastic. Come and see all everyone fantastic. at St Mary's. All right? We'll do that. We'll do that. Okay, mate. Great. God Take bless care, you. John. Cheers, you, Wayne. Love to Bye. all the people out there. Thanks for listening. Cheers, buddy. Bye. Bye. So there you have it. What a great podcast that was. John is an absolute legend, um, not just in boxing, but as a person. He's a, he's a true, true guy. And um, it was an honour to have him on the podcast to be able to share his story because he's had a great career and still does great things within boxing. We touched on a little bit there uh, when I met with John for the first time. He came and done a, done a fundraising cabaret evening for Seven Oaks ABC, the club I was with at the time. And... Uh, he, uh, it was a fantastic evening, we raised a few quid, but the night before that, he came along to the boxing club and he met all the boxers, all the kids in the in the gym and stood there with his belt and we all had photos with him and everything like that. But on that evening, I went back to the pub where like his friend, our mutual friend Vince, he owned the pub and that's where we were having it. And I went back to the pub to have a quick drink with him, but I was the only one that went because everyone else had things to do. And um, I was quite fortunate, Vince had work to do. So I was, it was just me and John 
John sat at a table, like in the pub, like had some young kiddies in, so they didn't know who John was. John was sitting there with his briefcase, and in that briefcase was his WBC championship belt. But no one knew who John was there until some older people came in, and it was, it was great because I had him all to myself, and the, and the stories he was telling me from some of the legends that are, who are now his friends and that. It's, it's absolutely remarkable, which I'm sure will be in his book that you'll be able to read. And I'm looking forward to reading that book once it's released. So um, yeah, hope you enjoyed that podcast, guys. Another top guest. And now we're looking forward to next week so we can get on to have a good chat with. So if you'd like to follow what we do, our website is www.olympiaboxing.co.uk. We're on all social media, Facebook, we're Olympia Boxing CIC. On Instagram and Twitter, we're at Olympia Boxing. If you'd like to contact John, John on uh, on Facebook is John Henry Stracy. You can contact him. I'm sure he'll be able to help you out with any memorabilia or books. Um, and he's on Instagram at Stracy John. I'm not sure if he's on Twitter, but you can search for him. Okay, guys, it'd be great speaking to you, and we'll speak to you next week. Take care.